thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness, morning by Another beautiful day that the Lord has made. 
and that we should rejoice and be glad in it. Father, we thank you for your everlasting love. We thank you for the spirit of just men made perfect. We thank you for your grace. We thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Everyone say, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for your love. Lord, we thank you for your mercies. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness over our lives and our families. In the name of Jesus, can you lift your voice and thank God for his faithfulness? Great is thy faithfulness, Father, we thank you for keeping us, thank you for restoring us, thank you for redeeming us, thank you for strengthening us, thank you for promoting us, thank you for empowering us, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Father, we thank you, Father, we thank you, there is nothing you cannot do. Father, we thank you. We give you praise, O God. We give you praise, O God. In the name of Jesus. Madam Regina, um, Dasani, right? I don't know how you does it pronounce. Remind me this evening that you sent me a message I have not replied. I just remembered and I forgot. I forgot. Remind me tonight when I'm online that I've not replied your message. God bless you. Alright everyone, one more time. The Bible said, For his mercies are new every morning, and great is his faithfulness. We are lifting our voice and we are asking God for a release of his abundant mercy over our life and our families. Lift your voice right now. Father, we ask for an outpouring of your mercy. We ask for an outpouring of your mercy. Let the load of mercy be poured on us. Let the load of mercy, let the rain of mercy, the blood of mercy. Let it be poured out. Let it be poured out. Let it be poured out. The rain of mercy. The rain of mercy. The rain of mercy. Let it be poured out on us. Let it be poured out on us. Let your mercy. Let your mercy. Let your mercy be poured out on us. We receive the rain of mercy. The outpouring of your mercies. For they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, O God. Let your mercy come upon us, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Father, we thank you for, because you are God all by yourself. You are the Lord and you change it not. And there's nothing too hard for you to do. Father, as we delve into scriptures, we ask that you shine your light upon us. Let 
ignorance fall off. Let unbelief, doubt, and fear fall off. Let the light of revelation come. Give us understanding. Give us understanding. Help us to receive your word in light and in joy. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. You are amazing. Thank you for you are God all by yourself. We are grateful, Lord. We are grateful, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for the power of your word. Transform us, restore us, renovate us, and build us up to the glory of your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. All right. Welcome to Church Without Wars. And uh, as we know, it is a 100% teaching service. All right. We didn't get this chance, 31st night, to deal um, with the team for the year properly. So um, we're going to use this opportunity to delve into scriptures. I wish everybody that attended 31st night is going to lay hold on this teaching. Please, anyone you know that came for 31st night, whoever they are, wherever they are, try extend this teaching for them tell them to listen i beg you try extend this teaching to them tell them to listen all right 2024 has been um named establishment for us the bible said i think in genesis chapter 2 verse 7 Whatever Adam called the animals, that is what they were or what they become. Anything that is not named, we malfunction. Anything that has no name, we have no identity. So the year has been given a direction and an identity for us. And it is the year of establishment. So if we don't understand... Um, the concept of establishment holistically and by scriptures, we're going to just, at the end of the day, either not being able to fulfill the intention of God for giving the word, or we will not be, we will just, um, just touch it haphazardly and miss out a lot of things. But for the sake of being able to capture the mind and the intention of God, we must get into the scriptures and be able to receive everything that God has in mind. Our key scripture is the, um, Second Chronicles 20 and verse 20. Second Chronicles 20 and verse 20, the B part of that scripture. It said, Let's read it all completely just to help out. And they arose, they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Israel, of Jerusalem, sorry, believe in the Lord your God. So shall ye be established. Believe his prospect, a prophet. Not prospect, prophet, so shall ye prosper. Believe in the Lord 
thy God, so shall ye be established. So, your establishment is in the hand of God. When we talk about establishment, we are talking about God being involved in everything that we do. If we take God out of the picture, establishment is impossible. All right? Now, let's get into this and let's be able to capture all we are saying in every sense. Establishment, what is establishment? Establishment is carefully starting up or building up. Establishment is to carefully start up or build up. What is establishment? Establishment is all about building and not just building but building up. Establishment is all about building but not just building but building up. Understanding the concept of establishment must lead you to deep planning. If you want to put yourself down to understand what establishment is all about, it must lead you to deep planning, critical thinking, teamwork, and careful execution. Because you don't build or establish anything without giving attention to the foundation. Anything you must build, you must give attention foundation. The Bible said in Psalm 11 verse 3, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? When you begin to build, you build a house and uh, maybe when you are done or along the line, you realize there's issue with the windows. You can crack a part of the wall and take out the windows. If it is the door, you can crack the wall and readjust the doors. If it is the wiring, you can take out the wiring and replace if it is the painting, you can buy a new one and just, it's all about money. But if the issue is an issue of foundation, I'm sorry that your money is not the problem now. The problem is that that building would have to go down to be fixed. So in 2024, if we must properly establish, we must give attention to foundation so that we will not get to a, a particular point in our life where we have to tear down everything we have built to start all over again. 2024 is a new building. Don't give it to chance. Give it to detail. 2024 is a new building. Don't give it to chance. Don't give it to chance that what will be will be. I told us this year is going to disappear like a wind. Three months is going to go like one month. So whatever you want to do, do it quickly. Do it quickly. I told us by now people are barely saying Happy New Year anymore. By now, people are back to work and all of that. By 10th of January, nobody remembers Happy New Year again. You're on your own. The word establishment is a call to intentionality. The word establishment is a call to intentionality. I told you, as you hear the word establishment, 
what should be registered in your memory is building up. And you don't build carelessly. Intentionality. Listen, this word, I got this word far back as three months ago. Alright? So, I told you, and let me repeat it again. When you observe around carefully, you listen to those who have accurately heard the voice of God for 2024, not those who want to prophesy out of excitement, those who want to prophesy um, out of emotion, or let them say, I give plenty of prophecies for the year. You will hear everybody tell you this year, you've got to be intentional. This year, intentionality. This year, building. This year, hard work. This year, be deliberate. This year, it is a word God has given over three months ago. Over three months ago. So the word establishment is a call for intentionality. In 2024, give attention to building. Build your relationship well, including um, marital relationship and social relationship. Build your marriage well. Build your business. Build your family. Build your finance. Build your career. Build your projects. Build everything you want to build. Build it well. Listen, every wise builder does not build for show up. Every wise builder builds to last. Every wise builder builds to last. No room to give up this year. There's no room for giving up. Don't quit. Make that finance work. Make that marriage work. Make that relationship work. Make that, um, whatever that is, make it work. It's not time for giving up. It's not time for giving up. Yesterday, my wife was telling me something, which she always said to me. She said, again and again, you've taught me the importance of building relationships. I was somewhere a few days ago, and I needed to get um, um, guarantors or, yeah, more like a guarantors or shorties who happen to be men of God. And I told, well, like, ah, how are you going to get, based on the description and um, the requirement, how are you going to get this? At the point, I was worried. I like, me, ah, no, 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 I don't live a careless life, so I shouldn't be worried. So I just sat down while I was just there, just meditating in tongues. Suddenly, two persons came to my mind, a perfect fit for the kind of people required. And one of them was over perfect and over perfect, over perfect, that I don't need to say it twice. Number one, I've kept a good relationship with this person for almost 20 years. The other person, I've kept a relationship with him now for almost five years. And there's none of them I'm going to call up now that will tell me no. None of them. Or tell me, uh, um, you see, this thing is... No, none of them. None of them. I keep in touch. I keep in touch in different way. Financially, message, call. When I see them around, they are within my proximity. I live where I am and I get close to them. One of them came from Nigeria. I have to drive away from Volta region. Went to see him in Accra and drove back the same day again. So, be intentionally building. Build the right relationships. Don't be quick. Listen, anybody must be very careful of somebody who is quick in damaging relationships. 
because you had a quarter and they have cut you off. And if you are that person, because of one little quarter, you've cut people off. You don't deserve to be called a friend. You don't deserve to have good friends. Listen, have a secret life, but not so much of a private life because you will need people. Secrecy and privacy is not the same thing. Privacy is withdrawing yourself from everybody. Secrecy is keeping your personal affairs to yourself. Have a secret life, but don't have so much of a private life. The reason why you should be having a private life is that you have everything you need. If you don't have everything you need, don't have so much. Uh, it's not my fault. Everybody I meet, they break my heart. Everybody I meet, they don't treat me well. Sometimes check, you could be the problem. Number one. Number two, have you checked if you are always attracted to the same kind of people? I'm not talking just relationship now. It could be colleagues from work. It could be other places. Have you checked if you have been attracted to the same kind of people? If yes, then what is wrong with you that you always make friends with same kind of people that end up hurting you? So don't just come and put it, uh, put a mark on it and say, I'm done. Every year, people die of fake, fake drugs. Does that mean people should stop taking drugs? No. Every year, people die of plane crash, of car accidents. Should people start traveling, stop traveling by car or by plane? No. It could be the bad pilot. It could be the bad plane. So you change the approach so that you end the reproach. Please, strategic relationships are very important. Your prosperity depends on it. Sometimes your marriage depends on it. Your business advancement depends on it. 2024, understand that nothing works until someone works it. Nothing works until someone works it. You must take responsibility. Don't fold your hand and expect things to work. Nothing works until someone works it. Nothing works. Somebody is working it. Oh, look at that marriage. I wish my wife is like that. Look at that marriage. I wish my husband is like that. Look at those people. I wish my boyfriend or my girlfriend. Listen, listen. If you know the hell some people went through to get to the heaven they are in now, you will stop wishing the wish. Oh, I wish I can work in that company. If you know the, the fire those in there, they are going through behind the scene, or they went through to get to where they are, you stop wishing to be there. Nothing works until someone works it. Take responsibility. I said, no, every wise builder built to last. Secondly, take note of this. Every wise builder builds with excellence. Every wise builder, number one, builds to last. Number two, every wise builder builds with excellence. 2024, give attention to details. Don't be careless in making friends. Don't be careless in making choices. It might be good for others and it's not good for you. Don't be careless in your decisions. You are building something to last and you are building with excellence. That means that this building comes with a strong cost. 2024, remember you are not getting older. Don't build anything to show off. 2024, remember you are not getting younger. Don't build anything to show off. You are dating in 2024. This is not the time to date 
um, let's know each other. Or I don't like him, let's just date. You know you're not getting younger. The focus now should be marriage. You are doing business. The focus should be um, profit and longevity. Not, oh, let me just do something. I've said this to us again and again. Starting a business to meet your needs, to pay your debt, to feed yourself, to pay your rent, is not a bad thing. But continuing a business because of that is a crime to your own destiny. Starting a business, oh, I'm doing the business because I can't pay my needle, I can't pay my light bill, I can't pay water bill, I can't feed, so let me just start a business. It's, it's, it's a good thing, it's a good thing. But if you continue that business, after two, three, four, five years, you are still doing the same thing. You are living a bad life and you are the problem. You should get out of that management level, get out of that crisis level and get into establishing for a future. Don't build anything for show off. Build, listen, 2024, build patiently, but not slowly. In 2024, build patiently, but not slowly. Patience help you follow process. Slowness brings you into delay through procrastination, excuses, indecisions, or trying and error. Patience help you follow process. Patience and delay is not the same thing. That's the Bible will tell you um, in the book of Isaiah that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Patience is waiting on God. Patience is not delay. Patience helps you to follow due process. All right? When you're building a house, for example, you don't lay foundation the same day and begin to lay the blocks and lay the roof. It's going to collapse. But you can do it. In, you can build some house in three months. That is The patient will help you lay the block, wait for it to dry, lay the nest. But you can build it in three months, which is called speed. Somebody could build in one year. Somebody building in five years, in ten years. So patients help you to follow process. Slowness brings delay through procrastination, through excuses, indecision, or try and error. Listen, you don't need to date somebody for 20 years before you know whether they are good for marriage or not. I was talking to somebody yesterday who one of my daughters sent my way. said, we, I just to be double sure. She said they are dating. Her. I asked the guy, so who are you? Doing? Oh, she's my girlfriend. I said, okay, so what are you guys? Are you guys getting married or what? Oh, we are waiting to see. I said, come. How long have you dated? I said, listen, three months to six months, a guy knows a lady he wants to marry or not. So if by now you're telling me you are still waiting to see then, I might tell her that you're not the right person. Oh, no, sir. And it's just that I said, there's nothing more to tell me. I'm a very principled person. I don't beat around the bush. So make things right or I'm telling her to move on with her life. He said, okay, sir. Okay, sir. Okay, sir. And that brought his brain back to order. If you are dating guys whose brain need to be called back to order, they are seeing you as an enjoyment facility. All they see you as is a handbag they can carry around. And those of you who have allowed yourself to be used sexually, they are seeing you as somebody they can use to empty their sperm sack when necessary. Yeah, so when they need to, um, not because there is um, a special affection, they are just hanging you there and hanging you there. And you yourself is availing yourself. For the guys, the ladies are seeing you as somebody who they can use to scratch their private parts. There are some are seeing you as somebody 
who they can use to pay their bills. So they are not saying we are dating because they really love you. They are using you to while away time. I've heard people say, we are just dating so that uh, when I meet the right person, I will move on. This is not the year for those nonsense. This is not the year for those nonsense. It's a year to get serious and do what you have to do. If, listen, listen now. Everything you establish must be tested. Everything you establish must be tested. Luke chapter 6, 48 and 49. Luke chapter 6, I beg you, everyone that attended 31st night, make sure they hear this. Unfortunately, we, we I wasn't able to um, teach because we had a guest, and uh, I'm not going to do that again. We will not be having a guest again 31st night so that we can close the meeting very short and give the word God has given for the year. It is very important. We can do a meeting another day, even the next day, to prophesy and do other things. Now look at this. Look at this. It says, okay, let's take it back a bit to be able to get a clearer picture. Let's read from verse 47. Luke chapter 6, 47, 48, 49. Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings, Jesus speaking now, and doeth them. So he says, whosoever cometh to me, there are three steps it takes in following Jesus accurately. Number one is that you must come. There must be a sense of responsibility. You must do, be doing something. Not they come here, not just, okay, I'll come. No. He said, and heareth my sayings and doeth them. I will show you whom he is like. So Jesus said, if you are actually following me and you are doing the things I said, there's, there's, there's a way you will look. I've told you again, and I say it with all confidence, any day, any time. Anybody that tells you, I've been following God for five years, for 10 years, for two years, for 20 years, nothing has changed. This thing has come. Bring them to me. I'm going to sit them down and show them by scriptures, by revelation, by the prophetic, how they didn't follow Jesus' word. Because this God I know rewards and he pays. He said, now let me show you who you look like if you follow me and you hear me and do the things I tell you. Verse 48. He said, it's like a man which built, it, which built an house, all right, that piece of establishment, and digged deep. So you see now that he's already talking about foundation now. A man that built an house and digged deep and lay the foundation on a rock. So you see the builder's intentionality. He dig deep and he laid the foundation, not anywhere, but on a rock. And when the flood arose and the streams beat vehemently upon the house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. So what you are building this year, your establishment must be upon a rock, spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally. It must be upon a rock. Upon a rock. Now let's read the 49, the last one. It said, But he that build that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation. Alright? Build and out upon the rock against which the stream did beat vehemently and immediately he fell and the ruin of that house was great. So everything you build is going to be shaken. If I tell you that this year there will be no shaking, I'm a liar. 
2024, it's time to revisit what you say you believe, what you say you know, what you say you do. Oh, may I know how to choose the right men? How come you keep picking people that break your heart again and again? Go back and revisit that thing you, you claim you check. Oh, me, I'm very good at business, but for the past eight years, no profit. For the past two years, you keep closing and restarting, closing and restarting. It's time to go and recheck. Everybody at my workplace, they don't like me, they hate me, they keep pointing fingers. It's, it's time to go back and recheck if you are the problem. You see, it is very common, very common to have believers at um, an office environment who are the ones that lead money devotion, who are the ones that tie their hair, who are the ones that um, claim to come from the Christian religion and uh, they act in a very pious manner and put some outward appearance. But by the time you, brought, you bring appraisal for the end of the year, you will never find them receiving an award for anything best. Best character, most hardworking, most punctual. You won't find them for anything. Listen, the Bible said, let your light so shine before men. Not church, men. When you find yourself in the social cycle, you find yourself in public environment, your light should, should so shine that people should be able to glorify God that, ah, this person there... You are a Christian. We left $10,000 in your possession. $1 was not missing. We forgot, cried that there was money there. You are a Christian. The department we left for you, you didn't act like, oh, this is not my business. I don't care. You grew it and built everything. This one is a Christian. Check out, check out. Look around the uh, farmers association. Look out the teacher association, look out the nurses, the midwife, the doctors, check. I have people here who are part of those uh, field. Check around. Yearly, those that win the award are often unbelievers and Muslims, atheists. You know, check. You, you understand what I'm saying? Check it. So, those people that come and they lead devotion at work and they tie their hair, so what are they doing there? So, you realize that we are not actually building to make Jesus know we are building for show off. We don't care about Jesus. If we care about Jesus, we change our behavior where we work. Don't forget, people don't see Jesus. They see you that claim to be the follower of Jesus. You are the one that they know. You are the one that they see. So everything you build in 2024 must be tested. All right? By the stream and by the flood by the stream and by the flood. Now, you see you see that the one that built on rock was tested by, he said, when the flood arose and the stream beat it vehemently. All right? So two things tested it. But the one that built on sand, that did not build on rock, look at, it was only the stream that, did, that came to test it. The, the flood did not come. Only the stream. So listen, listen, why is my life getting harder? It's because the devil just wants to do everything he can to pull you down. I thought the devil should um, give both of them the same test. I thought it will, it will attack both of them the same way. Because you love God, it is enough to bring a strong attack upon your life. To check, do you really love God or you are just saying it? 
I've read the book of Job for us yesterday. And um, God boasted about Job and the devil came to test him. Sometimes you can go through challenges because God is boasting about you. This is my daughter. Even if she doesn't get a job in the next two years, she will not deny my name. This is my son. Even if he doesn't get the billions this year, he will not deny my name. This is my um, pastor. Even if a church does not grow for the next two years, he will not stop being a pastor or want to curse God and die. And the devil said, okay, God, let's bet and let's see. And a lot of us have failed God. A lot of us have failed God. A lot of us have failed God. We failed. And the devil said, that's your son. So whatever you are building, understand that it will be tested by situation, by time. That marriage you are building will be tested. That relationship you are building will be tested. That business you are building, it will be tested. So build to last. Don't build for show off. Don't build for show off. Don't get married because you are getting old. Don't get into a business because you are hungry. If that is your motivation for starting, that's fine. But that should not be your motivation to continue. So that look at what he said. He said, and immediately it fell. The ruin of the, that house was great. The way the house fell, it fell too much. And all of these, the foundation of it is that he said, you hear the word. All right, you hear the word, but you don't do it. Let me ask you again. 2024, I'm very intentional. Don't daddy me when you don't obey my instructions. Don't daddy me when you don't hear my teachings. You come for prophecy, and after you receive prophecy, you disappear. When there's problem, you now run and tell me there is fire on the mountain. Please, I will give you water. Go and pour on that fire and let the mountain and you know how to sort yourself out. He said, whosoever, look, let's go to back to verse 47. Let's go back to verse 47. This year, I'm very intentional. I don't have time for nonsense. I don't have that time. Whosoever comment to me, a lady sent me a message a few days ago, and pastor, and, um, there are these men um, who are coming to ask my, my hand in marriage, and um, I want to know if it's the will of God. And I ask, who is this? Because we have never chatted. There's no record we've ever spoken. I've checked. You don't belong to any of our groups. Who is this threat? I don't have time to play around. Who are you? Oh, it's me. I say, who is you? It's me. Is who? And um, is that lady that um, um, God did something for that refused to give her testimony? I say, oh, are you seeing your description of yourself? You refuse to give your testimony. Are you seeing your description? How does it sound in your ears? And I said, um, before I'm going to attend to you, you're going to go back and give that testimony you refuse to give before I will attend to you. She now typed it very fast, urgently. I mean, I didn't read it very fast. I did it. I ignored it for some hours. If not a day, I ignored it. I ignored it. This year, I don't have that time. I, there are too many people to attend to. Too many people to attend to. I don't have that time. Look at it. Let's get back. Verse 47. He said, 
Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings. So look at this. First of all, you must come to me. So you must be a partaker of whatever we are doing. You must be a partaker of the assignment. Number two, heareth my sayings and doeth them. I will show you to whom he looks like. So it means in the first place, if you were, if you were close to me, if you were listening to my teaching and you were obeying them, this thing you are in, you might not have been inside. I have people here who have been around for a while and they say to me again and again, if I had met you earlier before now, not even by every other thing, by the teaching alone, I won't be in the things I am in right now. And there are some who are around and for their own whatever reason, they are acting like chameleon, appear and disappear. It's only when there's problem that you see them appear. When things are fine, they disappear. Don't give me headache if you are not buying me para. Don't give me headache. That's why I've made up my mind these days to have literally every teaching on Telegram and on Podbean. So there are things you come to me about. I will send you to Telegram. Go and listen to the teaching I did. I've already done a teaching on this thing you are coming to ask me. Go back there and listen. Don't come and stress my life. Don't come and stress my life. Listen, everyone, God has given you a pastor to help guide you out of problems. All right? And your duty around that place is a sense of commitment. Okay? Your tithing, your offering, your seed. I'm not saying that is that should, that's why you should follow a man of God or why a man of God should pray for you. Everyone that I've been following, you know me well. I pray for you from my heart. I bless everyone from whether I know you, I don't know you. I pray for you. But listen... If you actually walk by the right principle and the right ethics, as it were, there are problems you will not be in. Now, there is something wrong. There is something wrong when you are being pastored by Pastor A, but your mentor and your counselor is Pastor B. So your tithe and your offering and seed is going to Pastor A based on that is who you call your pastor and your father. But it's not the person you can share your secrets with. It's not the person you can share your problem with. It's not the person that can actually help you. It means that you, you don't belong there. You are fooling yourself. That's the truth. You're not helping yourself. You're not helping yourself. Oh, if I tell him anything, he will tell everybody. So you are the only one I can trust with these secrets. Um, if I tell him, he, he won't be able to handle it. I believe you are the only one that have the anointing. It simply means you shouldn't be there in the first place. All right? So that you will be guarded accurately. So that you will be helped accurately. So that because, listen, listen, this is how ministry and ministers work. Anybody you are not committed to, all right, as in followership, as a son, as a daughter, they can pray for you, they can bless you, you have problem, you come, they can counsel you, but listen, there's a level they can't go with you and for you. They only go to that level for sons and daughters. All right? They only go to that level for sons and for daughters. So by the time you are just appearing and disappearing, and listen, it's not by the title you call, oh, daddy, that every daddy knows who their children are. Every children, every children deep down their heart know who their daddy is. I told you, I told you, one of the signs of immaturity is that everybody is your daddy. A is your daddy, B is your daddy, C is your daddy. It's a sign that you are not mature. 
My daughter, for example, she's four months old. If everybody carry her, she smiles. She's even changing a bit. By the time she gets to one year, you can't carry her and you expect her to smile. She has to check you first. Who are you? Do I know you? Why are you smiling at me? Why are you carrying me? So you stretch your hand to her. She will ignore you because she's growing. But many of us are now grown and we are now becoming babies. We are becoming babies. So at the end of the day, what the scripture is saying is that this problem shouldn't have been there. Don't forget where it began from. There was a structure. Whosoever that cometh to me, heareth my saying, and doeth them. I will show you to whom it looked like. Listen, you can make up your mind, oh, um, I didn't like what he said, so what I will do, I won't come again. Let me go and look for a prophet, nah, 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 and, nah, 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 and begin. That's amazing. I, I would love that. But listen, you see what I'm teaching you? A day is going to come, you will fall back into it. Trust me. A day is going to come, you will fall back into it. It's like somebody who leaves the father and begins to follow the uncle and call the uncle father. The day they want to pay your bride price, they will ask you, where is your father? So the problem now is not actually the whole thing. He said the building, what brings about the building is who you follow, what you hear, and what you do. So if you claim to say you are following me, you should. I should see that you are hearing the things I say, and I must see that you are doing them. If you don't do, you don't hear, then you are not following. If you are following, you must hear and you must do. So I told one of my daughter one day, I called her, blasted her. I said, you don't, we are not following me. Oh, Papa, I've been following you. I sent my seed. I sent my tithe. I said, to hell with your seed and your tithe. When was the last time you joined my teaching and you listened to what I thought? And she kept quiet. It's not about your tithe. It's not about your seed. If I can't teach you and instruct you, help you build a doctrine, automatically you, you assume or pick up a doctrine somewhere else and that will lead to your destruction. So you will say, I've been giving, I've been tithing, I've been doing, but who is instructing you? That is the question. What is the basis to the doctrine that your life goes by? That is the first thing, not what you are bringing. So he said, because the man hears and he follows, he does and he hears, verse 48, he said, he's like a man which builded an house. I told you that means that's a piece of establishment. And dig it deep. So if you are establishing, you need to dig deep and lay the foundation on a rock. Build to last in 2024. Build to last. Don't build for show off. On a rock. And when the flood arose and the stream beat vehemently upon the house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. What you are you claim you are building, it will be tested. Do that marriage? Some of you now, the, the prayer you are looking for in your marriage now is the test of your marriage. But now it is being revealed that you did not build your marriage on the rock. So now you are running around. It is being revealed that your relationship is not built on the rock. Let me repeat what I said earlier. 2024, revisit what you know. That thing you claim you know, revisit it now. Check it again. If actually it is worth standing on. Is it rocky or is sandy? What is the foundation of that knowledge? 
Are you the type that if you go through crisis now, you will say, I'm no more a Christian? Your Christianity, check, go to check the foundation. What is your conviction? What made you become a Christian? The followership you are following, what is actually your revelation? If something happened now, will you say, I'm not following again? Ah, what is it? Ah, I thought, I thought, you, I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought. What are you talking? Will you say, ah, I'm done. Let me go and look for somebody. What is your conviction? Go revisit it. The God you claimed you know, are you sure you really know God or because you have problem, that's why you claim you know God? I ask people, if they say there's no heaven or hell today, will you still keep yourself clean? No heaven, no hell. Everybody will just die and you are gone. Ah, so no judgment, no fire. Ah, many people are going to start going astray. Many will start going astray. Listen, revisit what you say you know. If you see that it will not work or it's not working, reconfigure it or drop it. All right? If you see that it is not working, what you, whatever you claim you know, if you realize it's not working, reconfigure it or drop it. Listen now, sometimes you will need someone to tell you if you are making progress or you are failing. So some, there are times that people need to check yourself for you. Recheck your plans for 2024. Recheck your goals. Recheck your ambitions. Recheck it. This should be that year that when in your office they are giving an award for the end of the year, we should see Christians. We should see Christians. When they are giving a word in your region, your city, about your career, we should see you as part of the people. Don't tell me it does not matter. What, what are you saying? It matters. Putting the name of Jesus on the map. It is not you that need to lift Jesus. But you are part of it. Christ is already lifted. But he said you are light. Your light should shine before the world. Recheck your plans. Recheck your goals. Listen. With all the good things that are going to happen in 2024, there will be a great and a strange shaking in 2024. I saw this while I was sitting down to study on this message, there's going to be a, a, a strange shaking on the earth. All over nations, system, different systems of the world will be shaking. So if I tell you that um, shaking will not come in 2024, I lied. Of course, by the covenant, we can be exempted, but it will come. It will come, but what you build with and what you build on will determine your survivor. Alright? What you build with, what you build on, we re, we reveal, will be revealed and we determine your survivor. So you get back to that scripture, two persons built a house, one built on a rock, one built on sand. When the, the, the flood and the stream came, the Bible said the other one, nothing happened. It was standing. The other one, it was only the stream. There was no flood. It collapsed. Let me ask you a question. You've been working for 10 years. If you go through financial shaking now, will you survive or you will die? How come you've been working for 10 years? There's nothing to write in your name. No property, nothing. No savings. Is that all we are living for? No, but things happen. You've been married for 5 years, for 10 years now. How come every year your marriage go through a major shaking? How come both of you are still living like strangers in one house? The problem is the foundation. 
That's the problem. And this foundation is not laid by block and cement. It is laid by followership, hearing and doing. You don't build a marriage on the wrong foundation when it begins to collapse. That's when we run into prayer. Father, where are you? Listen, prayer is powerful. Prayer is powerful, very powerful. But you must check the foundation of what you build. If not, you might cry a lot before you get restoration. And I've thought of before, restoration is a sign that there's already a problem. Oh God, restore simply means something was lost. So sometimes restoration does not come overnight. It comes in process. It comes with a cost. So you might have shared so much tears already. Build carefully. Twenty twenty four, anything built on lies, offenses, falsehood, blood sacrifice, it will fold up. In twenty twenty four, anything founded on lies, offenses, falsehood, whether marriage, whether ministry, whether business, it will fold up. Watch out! It's going to be a year of exposure. Fraudulent CEOs will be exposed. Fraudulent managers, people occupying space by fraud, they will watch it out this year. You're going to see a lot, 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 lot of exposures. This is the third time I'm saying this thing to you. God is reestablishing his kingdom for his coming. God is reestablishing his kingdom for his coming. So what do we do if we must get established properly? What do we do to get established? Number one, you need God. Somebody say, I need God. Come on, declare it one more time. Say, I need God. If you read Second Chronicles 20, verse 20, the B part of it, it says, believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. So, your establishment is in the hand of God. All right? 2024, don't joke with God. If you have left church, Please, it's time to come back. We are more close to the last days than ever before. I don't care to know why you left church. You left church out of offense. You left church because of whatsoever and all of that. Some of you listening to me now, you can't remember the last time you went to church. So you just joined online, every online platform you go. Listen, get back to church now. If you have left God, it's time to come back. 2024, if God's hand is not in what you are building, it will grow, but it will not be established. Growth and establishment is not the same thing. Cancer is a growth, but it's a sickness. All right? When cancer is, cancer is fine somewhere, it's a kind of growth, but it should not be there. So it can't be established. It can't be established. It's a sickness. So you might be growing, but you are not established. Time has passed to follow God for money, for marriage, for car. Oh, I'm following God. If I don't get married this year, then God is not God. Listen, 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 listen. This is not the time. This time to follow God for God. We are in a very, very delicate season. At any moment from now, Jesus will come. It's not for sure. Does that mean you should shut down every aspect of your life? No. Do all you are doing for yourself. And do more for the kingdom. That is all we are saying. Do more for the kingdom. We didn't say quit your job, go and sit in the house, Jesus is coming. That's not Jesus you are waiting for. You are waiting for your grandfather. Do more for the kingdom. So that if Jesus 
appears today, he can tell you, congratulations, my son. Congratulations, my daughter. Every chance you get, win a soul. Every chance you get, win a soul. Every chance you get, win a soul. Every chance you get, preach the gospel. Every chance you get, work for God. Believe in the Lord thy God, so shall ye be established. The word believe there is not just a statement to say, I believe. No, no, no. If you believe, it will bring us back to the scripture we read earlier, Luke chapter 6 verse 47. It said that we show you the man that followeth me, all right, whoever that cometh to me and heareth my saying and doeth them. So if you believe, these are the signs, all right? You come, you hear, and you do. If you believe the sign is you come, you hear, and you do. So I believe God. Are you close to God? What is your system of relationship? Do you hear Do you hear the voice of God? Do you hear scriptures? Do you read your Bible? And do you do the things written there accurately? If you say, no, my friend, you are not, you don't believe. All right? You don't believe. You don't believe. Many of us are looking for how to just solve our problem. Oh, just solve it. If I can just get married now, if I can just get a visa now, it can just... Listen, your pre that challenge or that solution you are looking for could be because there is something fundamentally wrong with your work with God. And God just wants to call you back home. So you're going to receive mighty prophecies. Great prophets are going to prophesy in your life. Accurately mention your name, your house address, your occupation, your phone number, and nothing is changing. Listen, listen. Some of you are listening to me now. I'm just talking about your life. You receive prophecies, accurate prophecies, with your name, your number, your details. If the fact you are given the future with date and details, it has come and gone, nothing happened. Listen, it is not always foundation or demons. Sometimes God sent that prophecy to pull you to himself. All right? God sent that prophecy so that will get you back to the place of prayer and for you to come and say, Father, I've been far from you. I'm back as your daughter. But no, you still don't care about God. All you want now, all your prayer now, all your prayer, there's none that is for fellowship. Father, I love you. I want to know you. All your prayer now is, Father, my marriage, my job, my visa, set me free, give me money. That is still, you are not ready for freedom yet. You're going to realize after five years, you are still hanging on the same spot. Then what you do next is that this prophet there is not correct or is not sharp. Let me look for another prophet. Maybe the thing will come to pass. And you go to another prophet. You start getting testimony. But that particular issue, you will never get a testimony to it. It could be your finance, it could be your marriage. That particular area, you won't get testimony. You stay, stay, stay. Suddenly, testimony will stop again. Oh yeah, you look for another prophet. You're going to run around. You're not like having gray hair in your armpits. Not even on your hair now. You begin to get gray hair in your armpit. That is when you now realize that your life had gone past you. So you begin to realize. Sit down. Sit down and build accurately. Build your Christian life. Build your relationship. Build friendship. Build your career. Sit down and get established in 2024. Get established. If you read Psalm 127 verse 1. Psalm 127 verse 1, it said, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord build a house. Listen, don't forget the house here is not talking about a physical building in this context. All right? The house here 
It's not talking about a physical building in this context. It's talking about your marriage. Your marriage is a house. Is God was God's hand in building that marriage, or you made your choice? Except the Lord build a church. That church was it God that built it, or it was a pastor's ambition? Except the Lord build it. It's simple. If God is not the one that built, it's everyone that labor. You are doing in vain. Listen, God does not reward you for hard work. God rewards you for obedience. God does not reward you because you are so hardworking. If God asks you now, go and stay in Togo, all right? And just be there washing plates. And you go and stay in America and you go into real estate. You can make a million dollars, but the day you meet Jesus, he will tell you, I don't know you. Because you only worked hard or you never lived in obedience. Obedience is more important to God than your sweat. Alright? Our obedience is more important to God than our sweat. Except the Lord build a house, they labor in vain, that build. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman, wicked, but in vain. 2024, make God a priority, not an option. Oh, you see, I'll pray. I'm busy now. I'll pray later. You see, I'm busy now. I'll go to church later. I'm busy now. I will. No, this is not that year. This is not that year. This is not that year. Make God a priority. Pray as if today will be the last. Win souls as if today will be the last. Treat people well as if you are dying now. Be happy as if you will never get another opportunity. Do everything as though it's the last because you don't know when God is going to call for you or come for you. Stop procrastinating. 2024, don't procrastinate. 2024, don't put God aside. Put aside all your old experience, your hurt, your bitterness, whatever that has made you to run from God, run from church, run from everything. Put it all aside. All right? Put everything aside and come home. God is waiting for you. You read the story of the prodigal son when he said, I'm going to go back to my father. Even if it is a house or a slave, he will make me. But the father, when he was coming, the father sensed it and ran to the road and waited for him. God is waiting for you to come back. Come back to the place of prayer. Come back to joining the department again. Come back to working for God. Come back to the place of peace. Come back to unity. Come back. Come back. Come home. God is waiting for you. If you read Genesis chapter 32, verse 26, and he said, let me go for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let you go except thou bless me. Jacob held the angel as though this is God's messenger. I will hold you. If God can't bless me, then not, nothing else can happen. He, he held on his life. Bible said his tie shifted, but he got the blessing. Don't be passive this year. Be active. All right? This is not the year. Forget whatever hurt, whatever, some of you now, your problem is that you are angry with God. You told God, you received a prophecy, or you wrote a request last year, Father, this year, I want to get married. If I don't get in your heart, if I don't get married this year, me dear, I will stop going to church. So 2024 is here, and now you have lost the appetite. Me, I said it too, that if I don't get married, that means God does not exist. Listen, listen. If it is marriage you used to know whether God exists or not, then you are not serious of being a Christian. If I don't get the visa this year, uh, that means God does not. God is bigger than a visa. 
Your conviction towards following God should not be mundane things. It's a relationship. It's a relationship. The friends you have, do they have car before you know that they are your friends? Do they have to build the house before you know that you are friends? So how come you are treating God in that manner? Let's stop all this nonsense this year. Follow God for relationship. All you achieved, listen now, everyone. Everything you achieved in your energy. Imagine if God was involved in it. Everything you did without God, you did well. Ah, me, you see, hard work has brought me this house, brought me this car. Imagine now if God was inside your hard work. It is called ease. It is called ease. When you run a race with strength, all right? When you run with strength, it is called race. When you run with God, it is called grace. When you run with strength, it is called race. When you run with God, G joins the race and it becomes grace. Allow grace, the grace of God to help you this year. Don't try to be a superman in 2024, running here and there in your wisdom that will cost you more than whatever you think. Be an ordinary man with a supernatural God. Don't try to be a superman, but be an ordinary man with a supernatural God. Exodus 33 from verse 14 down to 16. Exodus 33 from verse 14 down. And he said, My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. And he said unto him, If thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. Verse 16. For wherein shall be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated. I and thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. So Moses was saying, listen, it is not enough for me to go to church and prosper. It is not enough for me to go to and ask God for a car and God give me a car. But God, don't just give me a car and not give me safe journey. Don't give me marriage without peace. Don't give me a house and I can't sleep. What brings the other, the latter, is God involved? He said, let your presence go with us. He said, if you will not go with me, I will not go. Listen, 2024, don't only seek the hand of God, seek the face of God. The hand of God speaks of the act of God. Everything you want is in his hand. Psalm 16 verse 11, it is right hand that have pleasures forevermore. The marriage you want, the baby you want, the car you want, they are in his hand. But the face of God speaks of intimacy, knowing God. Look for the face of God, not God, give me, give me, give me, Lord, God, do for me. In the face of God, that was what Moses came for. So let your presence go with me. God said, "You, I will go. He said, no, no, be sure. I want to be sure you will go with us. Because how are we going to be different from other people in the world? How are we going to be different? Let me ask you a question. If what you have as a Christian, your show as a Christian is a car, then you are not a Christian enough. Because unbelievers to have a car. If what you claim that is your sign, your mark of being a Christian is a house, then your Christianity needs to be rejected. If what you claim is what the proof that you are a Christian is marriage, it has to be rejected. What else do you have that unbelievers don't have? And one of them should be intangible things, the presence of God. You must get the balance. I'm not saying you should have God 
If you have God, if you follow God accurately, you should have other natural things. All right? So what we do is that we shift the things and we only have the uh, spiritual and there's no physical result to show in our life. That's not what I'm saying. There must be a balance. The God factor brings rest in your life. Exodus 33 verse 40 said, and he said, he said, my presence shall go with thee and I will give thee rest. My presence shall go with thee and I will give thee rest. The God factor brings rest. Let me repeat what I said earlier. Imagine with all you achieve by your hard work, your sweat, your skill, your smartness. Imagine how better and easier and more productive it would be if you involved God inside. Listen, if you don't want to die early, trust God early. If you don't want to die early, trust God early. And Moses saying, "My pre your presence must go with me. Carrying God's presence come with the cost of intimacy. Carrying the presence of God, it comes with the cost of intimacy. You don't just carry God carelessly. No, ma. No, sir. You carry God by spending time with God. Your life can change this year. But can you sit down with God and follow God? Your life can change this year. But can you sit down with God and follow God and know what God wants you to do and do it? Or you will still be jumping around looking for prophecy left and right. One day you attend five prophetic meetings. Some of you, if they calculate how many prophecies you receive in 2023, it should be more than 200. Only you. But your life is not changing. So what is missing? That should be your question now. Are the prophet lying or is the prophecy fake? No. The problem is that you don't know the God of the prophecy. You don't know the God of the prophecy. 2024, believe God. Somebody say, I will believe God this year. Say, I will believe God this year. 2024, believe God. If you read the book of Mark 11, verse 22, and Jesus answering, said unto them, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. The character of faith is total surrender plus responsibility. What most of us call faith is irresponsibility. I have faith, I have faith, and we fold our hands. The Bible said, faith without work is dead. The true character of faith is total surrender to God's will and responsibility. It means you trust God so well, putting all in his hands, but you must be in motion concerning your goals and your plans. All right? Saying you have faith simply means that you trust God so well that you have put everything in the hand of God, all right? You put everything in the hand of God, but you must be in motion concerning your desires and your goals and your plans. Not, oh God, I put everything in your hand, and you sit down. I showed us in Exodus chapter 14 from verse 13. Moses said, sit down, and you shall see the salvation of God. And God said, what, what, what are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying? My friend, go and move and do that thing. You see the approach of uh, David to Goliath. David knew what God can do, but did not pray and sit down. The Bible said he ran after Goliath. You must understand that faith does not work with doubt. Faith does not work with fear. 
Faith does not work with discouragement. Faith does not work with procrastination. Faith does not work with fear, doubt, discouragement, or procrastination. Follow God accurately this year. Number two, number two, if you must be established, number two, believe your prophet. Believe your prophet. We get back to the second Chronicle 20, verse 20, the B part of it. He said, Thou shalt believe in the Lord thy God, for ye shall be established, but believe his, prosper, his prophet, you shall prosper. So, if you are established, your establishment must grow, your establishment must advance. All right? You get established in God, you, get, you believe in God, you get established. All right? You believe his prophet, you prosper. So God is saying, come to me, I will establish you, but I'm going to hand you over to somebody that will help you grow in the knowledge of the things of God, help you grow in character, help you grow in doctrine and all other things. Then I begin to prosper you. I have a question for you. Who is your prophet? It is not just to say believe. I didn't say prophets. Read that scripture. Can I get that scripture again? Second Chronicle 2020. It didn't say believe in 1,000 prophets who is an authority over your life. And most of us get it wrong. All right? Most of us get it wrong. Okay? Most of us get it wrong in the sense that we feel a prophet is somebody who can call name and call phone number. All right? If somebody cannot call him a call phone number, no. A prophet is somebody God has given your life to, to be an authority over you. Somebody who can talk to God about you and God will listen. That is who a prophet is to you. It's not somebody who call your name, who call your phone number. That is the prophetic ministry. But a prophet over your life is who are you accountable to? Your progress is dependent on the instrumentality of a prophet. Your life starts on the ground of establishment. That's why I said establishment is to build and to build up. Not just to build and stay there. It must be built up. 2024 is not a year of being confused. Choose somewhere and sit down. And I said to us earlier that immaturity is what makes everyone your daddy. Immaturity is what makes everyone your daddy. Some of us now, nice people, nice people. Your phone now, you have daddy one, daddy two, daddy three, daddy four, and daddy five. Prophet one, prophet two, prophet three, prophet four, and prophet five. Where, where are you going to? Where are you going to? We must make things right. 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 Oh, and it's because I have a lot of persons praying for me. Okay, that's beautiful. But have you actually sat down to decide who am I accountable to? So I've seen people in a lot of situations come to me and say, um, one prophet said, um, um, I should travel abroad. Another prophet said, I should stay in Ghana. Another one said, I'm supposed to be in the UK. Some of you, it has happened to you. Some, a prophet said, you should be in the UK. Another one said, you should be in China. 
Another one said, how many of you have been in that situation? Three prophets give you different prophecy on one situation. How many of you have been in that situation before? Three prophets giving you prophecy, different prophecies about one particular situation. They hiding now. You are there. You are there. Now, so the problem is now, so who is correct? Who do I choose? A lot of you are there. You are just there hiding yourself. You're on your own. So the problem is now, who do I choose and who is correct? That is now the problem. So what a lot of us do in this sense is that we look out for which one is more accurate. Yeah, it's what we do. Which one was more accurate during the prophecy? The one that was more detailed. It mentioned my name, mentioned my phone number, and I asked me, do I know you? Do I know you? You see, I don't know you. Okay, that one is the one that is that is, uh, that is uh, the, the correct one. That one just said it, and he said it, but it was not accurate. And that one just said another thing. This one said, so let me fo focus on the accurate one. Or the one, which one is more matured? Which one is older? That one is just one young guy. But this one is an old man. He can't be wrong. You see, he, had white, he has white beards. He's already over 50 years. He's an old man. You're going you're gonna to mess up with your life. This is where the prophetic now becomes a problem in the life of people. At this point, where you find yourself in this situation, do you know what you do? You go back to your spiritual father. Alright? I was having some situation. So I reached out. I couldn't reach out to a mentor. So I reached out to the wife of like, hey, um, we we talk. We talk every month. She sends a word of blessing. Listen, hang around principled people. Stop staying around people who are just looking for sons and daughters and looking for prophecies to give left and right, front and back. Be careful. Stay around. I went to somebody I want to submit just for mentorship. This is Bridget Fadal. Mentorship. I just wanted accountability. He said to me, I should go and bring shorty. Ah, shorty, my heart almost keep. In my entire life in ministry, I've never had that to be a mentee. You need to go and bring shorty. Me, personal bet. Ah, I said, okay, well, I've heard you. That means I've not, I've not grown. I've not even known anything. Now I'm learning. And I was excited. It was almost annoying, but I was excited. I was excited. Like, okay, I've learned something new. He told me something. He said, listen, listen. You can meet anybody who is unserious with their life and who does not want to take your life, your own life serious. And you go there and they'll just take you. He said, but listen, I mean business. Somebody of my caliber, somebody of my age. I don't just take people. I mean business. I want to take your life serious. So go look for. So when I left, he sent me a message the next day again. Don't forget what you spoke about. Make sure you go and I'm like, ah, this man is serious. So he shows in his heart. He told me, he said, I'm not afraid of you. You look, you don't look like a bad person. You are a nice guy, but that is not enough for me. So stop hanging around people who make your life cheap. Stop it. You will destroy yourself. Stop hanging around people that make your life cheap. Only the things that are sweet to your ears. Oh, I see you buying car. I see you getting a job. I see you getting a visa. I see a Lamborghini. These are the kind of prophecies you hang around. These are the kind of people. Listen, you're going to destroy. Give yourself time. You will destroy yourself. They have not called you and asked you to say, come, come, sit down. When was the last time you masturbated? When was the last time you had sex with somebody you are not married to? When was the last time that you ate your tight? When was the last time you fasted? 
when was the last time you really and this what happens where you don't have an accountability structure over your life so all you do is jump left and right not knowing that the same prophecy coming is not because it's a lie but masturbation has blocked the door from it coming to pass so now you want to get married and you have three guys in your life so now you are sending the pictures to many prophets and asking them what is god saying who is your father so you see that our establishment structure is wrong who is your father that is the duty of your father all right that is your father's responsibility now to decide for you who is the right person and nobody should actually decide for you it should be to guide you a mature father knows it's not supposed to choose for you is to guard you okay this is what should do okay this is what i don't i've never told anybody this should be your husband this should okay i tell them this is what i see this one um likes money too much this one um uh, is lazy this one is hard working my other brother my own elder brother sent me pictures of a lady he want to get married to and all of that da, 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 da. I said okay this girl this is what i'm seeing this is what is in the family this is what the family if she can fight go ahead and marry her if she can't fight, you I know you can't fight. You are not strong spiritually to fight. You are not ready to grow. If she can't fight, let her go. He sent me another two pictures again. I said, okay, I'll pray. I prayed and I told him, I said, this one, this one is a graduate. It's a nice, beautiful lady, but she wants a soft life. He said, yeah, ah, you know the girl. I said, this one is not so much of a graduate. Look at what I'm seeing in the family, but this one is looking for who to obey. He said, ah, correct, correct. I said, so who should I marry? I said, it's up to you. I can't choose for you. I've only shown you the path. So make your decision. If I choose for you, I will not live with them tomorrow. So now you carrying pictures, sending around to prophets left and right, which one is my husband? If you if you you're gonna realize it takes a prophet who just wants to pay attention to even pray and get back to you. Most of the prophets who are who are principled will not answer you. They'll tell you, okay, I will get back to you. They will never respond to you because you are supposed to have a system of accountability that you are asking this question not me that is how it works so who is your father who's who has the final say over your life so you got a prophecy now for three persons let's say you are not the type that go from um, place to place looking for prophecy it just happened that you were on the road a prophet just called you i saw this you you just visited a friend's church a prophet said i saw this or somebody came my prophet said i should tell you he saw this saw that who do you go to? Um, look at a message somebody brought to. Look at this, look at that. I remember one time, one of my daughters, she's online here, reached out to me. A friend of mine called and said the prophet saw a message and um, this, this, about my head. And, and I prayed for her a few days before, um, before that, concerning the situation. When she came, I said, forget it. The prophet said, that if I don't, I should come and see him urgently. I, should, I said, forget it. It's not in there. I've already prayed. He's settled. Forget it. That's the role of a father. And listen, listen, if actually you are a son, you are a daughter, and I tell you, forget it, it is done. God will honor my word more than what the prophet saw. I'm not saying there are places where some father become arrogant. They know they have no fire. They know they have no anointing. They know they have no grace. They can't cover you. But what they are doing is that they are trying to protect you so that you will not come around other prophets. They know you are dying. They can't help you, but they tell you forget it and they can't do anything. That's not my kind of person. If I know you need to go, I will tell you go. If I know you need to go, I will tell you go. 
If I know you don't need to go, I will tell you sit down and nothing will happen. As I'm telling you, sit down. I'm going to prayer to ask God question. Father, look at what he said the prophet said to my son or my daughter. What is going on? What, is it there? Is he supposed to be there? And God said, forget it. Or God said, it's so. So where are you accountable to? Stop killing yourself. Stop messing up with your life. Stop being confused. Many of us now, prophecy have confused our life. Prophecy have confused our life. Oh, I see you get married to a black woman. Oh, I see you get married to a black man. I see you, you're supposed to live in Tokyo. Oh, I see you, you should be in Dubai. So where should I be? Where should I be? So you need to be under accountability to accurately discern your destiny. All right? Let somebody properly discern your destiny and instruct you on what to do. Who is a prophet? A prophet is a means God answers you. All right? A, a prophet is a means whereby God answers you. All right? First Samuel 28 verses. And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord answered him, not neither by dream nor by Urim, nor by prophet. So God can answer you by prophet. You can be praying, praying, and like Hannah, the prophet just came and said, it's done. That was how Hannah got an answer. He said, go, and it's done. All right? A prophet is a means God used to answer your prayer. A prophet is a tool of judgment. A prophet is a tool of judgment. First Kings 16 verse 7, And also by the hand of the prophet Jehu, the son of Hanani, came the word of the Lord against Basha and against his house, even for all the evil that he did in the sight of the Lord, in provoking him to anger with the work of his hand, in being like the house of Jeroboam, because he killed him. A prophet is a tool of judgment. A prophet is God's mouthpiece. A prophet is God's mouthpiece. Second Kings 21 verse 10. And the Lord spake by his servant, the prophet, saying, The Lord spake by his servant, the prophet. A prophet is a tool of deliverance and protection. A prophet is a tool of deliverance and protection. Hosea chapter 12 verse 13. And by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet was he preserved. By a prophet, God brought them out and God preserved them. Listen, when you find the right person God has sent you to, he might not be prophesying. He might not be telling you cryptic things. He might not, you might not see him. Listen. Listen, let me balance that. He might not be prophesying in church and saying things and all of that, but every time you bring your situation, by strange wisdom, he always have your answer, number one. Number two, time to time, God will always give him a word about you personally. God will always give him a word. It is, I don't believe it is right for a man of God not, be, not to be able to pick revelation at all. I don't believe in it. I don't, I don't, I don't believe in it. I don't believe in it. But by wisdom and by the spirit of revelation, you can get to a situation that what we saw with is not scriptures. If you use only scriptures, you will pray a lot. You will need to, okay, let's pray. Okay, this is what I see. This is what you should do. This is what you should do. This is what you should do. And straight ahead, the problem is solved. I think somebody here, 31st night, uh, while I was ministering, I was anointing everybody. I laid my hands on a lady and I saw something very terrible. I'm not going to go in details because of 
few reasons. I saw things I, I, I didn't like. So I began to talk to somebody who happens to be like a guardian um, to the person. And I said, let make sure go and pray with her and give them some directions to do and the next day or two days after this same lady had a dream the day she was supposed to travel she saw she had an accident and she died all right she had an accident and she died it dawned on me if i didn't do that anointing line by line and pick on that spirit we would have finished 31st night and about seven days later to ten days later, we'll hear in news. Oh, it's a lady that we brought for the first night. She is dead. All right. So there is the place of revelation. It is important. Be, being able to sense, discern, and hear what God is saying in time. Some will tell you, don't forget it. It's no matter. Listen, the prophetic gift is different from the prophetic office. There are people who are called prophet. They don't call phone number. They don't call names. But when they speak a word on your life, everyone will answer. They can, by wisdom, direct and instruct your life. All right? You don't just want to wake up and change spiritual authority. All right? Submission is a leading. You don't just wake up and today, this is my spiritual father. In Ghana, it's a very common thing. And as it were, you don't you can't have more than one spiritual father. According to the Bible principles, you only have one spiritual father. You can have many mentors. Some of us have a spiritual father here, a spiritual father here. It's with your father here. It's with your father here. It is wrong. All right? And you don't just wake up and change the spiritual father. No. It is wrong. You don't just wake up and change the spiritual father. It is wrong. It is wrong. You don't submit also because the person is big. He has a big church. He has a big name. He has this. No, that's not why you submit to an authority. You submit because you are led or you submit because you see that there is, you submit to a place you are led, number one. You submit to a place where there is something you are desiring. There is a mantle. There is a grace you are desiring. You don't submit to a father because the father is the one feeding you. He's paying your rent. So what if he has nothing about your future? What if he can't lead you into destiny? He's paying your rent, but your future is already lost. He's paying your rent, he's paying your school fee, but uh, you can't even pray. So you can't even progress because you have to just stay there for staying there. And many of us have built a life where we have a spiritual father, but somebody else is the one playing the role of spiritual fatherhood in your life. You have somebody you are calling your father because you can't live because you've been there for too long, because it's your mother church, as you call it, or your father church, or whatever you choose to call it. Okay. But this person is not playing the role of a father. He doesn't care about you. He does, he does not have interest in your matter. In fact, when you go and talk about your problem, we tell you, oh, don't worry, everything will be fine. And you know that what you need, that is not what you need. You need somebody to counsel you. You can't even, some of you can't even assess the person. You can't even get access. And just imagine me saying, T.D. Jakes is my spiritual father. That's stupidity. With all due respect to T.D. Jakes, that's stupidity on my side. A father is somebody you must get access to one-on-one. -on -one. That doesn't mean you should get the access every day. Listen, I say this to people. Any father or mentor that is not busy, dump the person. That's not a father. Any father 
or mentor that is not busy, they are idle, dump the person and go and look for Because like priests, like people, as the head is, that's how the body will follow. If your father is idle, very soon you become an idol worshiper. I've had mentors who are idle. They dealt with me. Yeah, they are not doing anything productive. They are not doing anything cre um, creative. They are not making impact to the kingdom. So the next thing they will just call me. They will just see a vision from nowhere. Just call me. I just saw this, saw this. Send, send money. Send money. Let's do some direction. Uh, I just saw this, saw this. Send money. Let's buy this thing. Um, I just saw this. And sometimes the visions are accurate. And a lot of believers have not grown to understand that. The prophetic gift or the gift of revelation can be used for anything. So you now feel anybody that tell you your problem is, oh, God has spoken. No, God might not have spoken, yet I will see things about you. All right? There's a realm I, I can build my gift to where I begin to scan. I can just come at now, okay, um, I just look at your name or look at your face and I begin to scan. What do I need to see? Now, let me go and let me go and check your bank account details. I go to your account and I see that you have $10,000 and me, I want to collect some part of it. I now enter into your family and now saw how your mother died 20 years ago, how your uncle died. I began to check. This is not God talking me, me by my own gift moving through your family and happy call it is okay look at look at look at look at look at this look at look at look at that all right so you have to give five thousand dollars and this is coming not because god has spoken but because i've seen the money in your account i remember years ago a man of god i invited heavily prophetic accurate in detailing and all of that said to me um why are you suffering uh, you have members in your church who are rich now point them to me Point to me the members in your church that have money. Just point them to me and leave it for me. I will make sure you buy a car this year. I said, I don't know what you're saying. He said, how can your members have money and you are broke? I said, but is there money? He said, this guy, you are not wise, you. Me, ah, no, ah, no. You are not wise. I will go into their bank account. I will check how much they have. I will go into, I will tell them things and I will tell them how to bring money. They will bring it. I said, sir, I'm sorry. Um, just do what God led you and go. Ah, this guy, you are not still wise. You are not. And he still told some people to get some seed. When they came to me, I said, don't give it. Don't. There are people online who have told, a prophet have come to me, I said, I told them, don't give this seed. Forget it. Am I fighting the prophet? No, I'm not. But I know that this one, Charlie, Bible said in the mouth of two or three witnesses, it shall be established. God is not wicked. Prophecy can be judged. Don't let anybody play with your life. Oh, I'm not telling you this because I'm too nice or I'm too good. But I've told God, Father, may I not go to hell because of money. May I not go to hell because of ministry. I better go and become a businessman than to start merchandising the gospel. Number three, if you must be established in 2024, make decrees. Job 22, 28 and 29. Make decrees, make decrees, make decrees, make a lot of decrees this year. He said, Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. Verse 29 When men are cast down, thou shalt say, There is a lifting up, and it shall save the humble person. Decrees are not prayers. 
decrees are prophetic statements, authoritative statements to change seasons. Now, if you read that Job 22 from verse 27, all right, it said, Thou shalt make thy prayers unto him, and he shall hear thee, and thou shalt pay thy vow. So this is prayer now. But 28, it said, Thou shalt also decree a thing. If you understand that, that statement now, you see, it brought also meaning is in conjunction with the prayer. After you have prayed, you shall also make a decree. I wish somebody's getting my scripture on my screen. We should have been flowing together. Thou shalt also decree. So learn to make decrees. Don't close your mouth in 2024. Speak. The believer's life is in the mouth. The life of the believer is not in the blood, but it's in the mouth. If you are not vocal, you will die local. If you are not vocal, you will die local. What you don't say, you don't believe. And what you believe, you will say. And what you say, you will see. What you don't say, you don't believe it. Oh, I believe. The sign that you believe. Let me teach you something now. I think I have only one person around me or two who use this principle accurately. Mrs. Gillian and Mrs. Sika. All right. When you are receiving a prophetic word, a prophetic declaration, I said, I see God prospering you. Repeat it to yourself. God is prospering me. Don't just say amen. All right. After you say the amen, or before you say the amen, repeat it to yourself. All right? Because you must need to hear yourself. And the devil also need to hear that you believe it. That is how prophecies are activated. It, writing it is good, but it does not end the writing. Many of us have written our prophecies, but at the end of the day, we have not spoken it. So it won't come to pass. Speak your prophecy. I see 2024, you're going to get married. Amen. 2024, I will get married. 2024, I will get married. Even if God talked to you personally, don't say, Amen, I've heard. No, 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 no. Say it out. That is how to activate prophecy. That is how to lay hold on prophecies. Say it out. What you believe, you say, and what you say, is what you see. Learn to establish your life with your mouth. Learn to establish your life with your mouth. Never get tired of speaking. And I've taught you again and again, don't say things the way they are. Say things the way they should be. Don't say things the way they are. Say things the way they should be. Say things the way they should be. Number four, the last. Number four, the last. Number four, if you must be established, you need help us. You need help us. You need help us. Second Chronicles chapter 2 and verse 3. Is somebody being blessed today? Is somebody being, are you being taught? Are you being blessed? I've realized some people's comments have just disappeared. Did you disappear out of the meeting? I know some of us, the nail has been hit on the head. So you now feel attacked. The nail has hit the head. So you feel attacked and you have gone to shrink in one corner. Don't shrink. It's the truth. That's how the truth works. That is how the truth works. The truth. The truth is like paracetamol. It is bitter. But when you drink it, it will make your life get better. All right. Second Chronicle chapter 2. 
and verse 3. It says, And Solomon sent to Huram the king of Tyre, saying, Thou didst deal with David my father, and didst send him cedars to build him an house to dwell therein. So, deal with me. Alright? I've told you, when you see the word build, we are talking about establishment. When you see the word establishment, we are talking about building. So, Solomon called the king of Tyre and said to him, You helped my father to build. Now, come and help me also. Alright? You can't build alone. You need helpers. Solomon acknowledged that he needs help. Solomon acknowledged that he needs help. Despite his wisdom and affiliation with God. At that time, Solomon happened to be the wisest man on earth at that time. But he did not ignore the help of other people and said, All right, I'm the wisest man, so I'm going to just do and do. No, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. He acknowledged that he needs help. Somebody say, I need help. Say, Lord, I need help. Somebody say, Lord, I need help. I need help. So when you read the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 4, let's read from verse 8. Verse 8. It said, there is one alone, not the word alone, all right, so no help. That's what he's saying. And there is not a second. No help. Yea, he had neither child nor brother, yet is there no end of all his labor. Neither is his eye satisfied with riches, neither saith he, for whom do I labor and bereave my soul of good. This also vanity. Yea, it is sore travail. So the, the preacher it is he's saying that there are a group of people who they have no child, no marriage, nothing. All they are after is work and work and work and work and work and work and work. They are making money. He said, but this is vanity. He said, this is not, this is not the, the way life should be. After laboring, he said, there should be a way that you enjoy what you have labored for. He said, it's vanity. So what the preacher is saying, build strategic relationships. If you read verse 9, verse 9 said, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. Verse 10, for if they fall, one, the one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he had no, not another to lift him up. Verse 11, again, if two lie together, then they have it. But how can one be warm alone? Verse 12. And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. You need help. Help is a system of support. All right? When we talk about help, we're talking about a support system, a helping hand, somebody lending a hand to do something. When we talk about help, all right? Help often means that there is something you are doing you can't do all alone. You need a support. All right? When the Bible said to Adam from Genesis that it's not good for a man to be alone, I'm going to make you an help me. 
it simply means marriage is for a purpose all right marriage for a purpose the woman is sent to help the man a lot of women now are marrying men they cannot help or men who cannot accept their help or men who have nothing to be helped before a man decides to get married the man should have something that the woman is copying the woman is called and help meet so the next time you are checking um who do i marry check can you will he will he allow you to help him many men are too proud and arrogant they are dying and yet they can allow the wisdom of their helper your wife is your helper your husband is also your helper will he allow you to help him does he have something you have to come and help in or he's just telling you don't worry my future is bright we know it's bright i said i said to my single ladies again and again don't follow a paralyzed vision what is a paralyzed vision a man that is telling you my future is bright but they are doing nothing physically now that you can see that the future is bright we know you want to be the president but now can you first of all become an okada driver we know you want to uh, work in real estate that's your future plan can you carry block can you be a missing now there should be something you are doing now that's going to give us a guarantee that your future is bright for many of us what we do we bank on promises don't worry i will take you to miami i will take you to this state and you'll be married to the man now this is five years even ma and ya he have not taken you so then me there's no hope there's no hope don't follow a paralyzed vision follow a walking vision walking but i'm not talking about work now w-o-r-k i'm talking of w-a-l-k don't follow promises make sure as the person is telling you the future is right you should be seen today today must be acting as though the future will be bright all the promises he has made to you one he has not fulfilled and he's telling you that the future is bright what what stupid future is that one my wife will tell you again and again from when we became friends to from when she was a member to when we became friends to when we started dating till you did i have not told her i will do one thing i've not done I've not told her one, one. If I won't do it, I won't say it. If I say it, no matter the size, I will do it. I don't care what the cost is. A true man, your integrity is in your in your mouth, in your words. You don't just say things you don't keep to. You don't say things you don't keep to. Stop following people who just say things. They keep breaking their promise. All right? Can you follow a well-established man already? That's fine. But you have to also study his environment to be sure that following a well-established man doesn't mean he doesn't need help. Needing help, we're not talking about a poor person now. It could be, it could be mental help. It could be help to help to help sustain the establishment. All right? There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong at all. There's nothing wrong. I didn't marry my wife like... People say, oh, when we got married, we could not drink Gary. That was not my kind of marriage. I won't lie to you. I didn't marry like that. In fact, on my wedding day, I had a purse. I had a purse I gave to my um, husband called best man to hold. In that purse, at least I had no less than $1,000 inside. I had not less than five, four to 5,000 Ghana cities inside waiting for problem to solve. So after we got married, it wasn't, um, oh, we were soaking Gary. I didn't marry like that. I won't lie to you. So to my own capacity, I was established. It is wisdom for a man to know that 
if you got married to a woman with one car, by allowing yourself to be helped, okay, there should be another car or that car should change. Either the car is changing or you are getting another car added. Or if car is not your problem, you are leaving a tenant, it should become a landlord or a landlady. Lot of men don't allow themselves to be helped. Some are not wise in managing money. They are rich already, wealthy, but they don't know how to manage money. They are just living flamboyantly, buying drinks for their friends. And now they meet a woman who says, ah, my husband, this is not the right life to live. Oh. Let's build. Ah, get out. What are you saying? Who are you? Were you there? Listen, don't follow an established arrogant man. You will suffer. Don't follow somebody who does not take counsel. You will suffer, all right? So all I'm saying does not remove you, okay, making your choice. When we say somebody um, um, who you can help does not mean a poor man. He must not be poor. You can also help a rich man. Yeah, you can also help a rich man. So you must strike the balance. All right, that's not my topic today. Don't be too big to be helped. 2024, allow yourself to be helped. That does not mean you should bet. Listen, the easiest way to attract help is to create value. I've been teaching us this for the past one year. The easiest way to attract help is to create value. You see the way that question just came and the way these thank yous I just followed is like, Charlie, me, dear, I, want, I don't want to marry a poor man. I want to marry somebody who has everything already. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. May God grant your desires. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> Everybody must not marry poor. Listen, listen. Let's let's be let's be truthful to ourselves. Alright? When we say build with a man, it doesn't always mean that the man has, has to be broke. Ah, broke. That was not my type. I didn't marry broke. No, 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 no. I marry a man that um, when they say it's time to pay bride price, you poor have to be running around and contributing money, and the man is asking you, how much do you have? Won't you bring money? Can't you see I'm dying? That was not how I got married, though. If I tell you so, I lied. All right? That can be some people's situation, and later they can become rich. Yes, there are people who started like that, but right now they are billionaires. Okay? But that was not my style. What they gave us in marriage list, by the time we submitted, those that were there, the family said we exceeded it. I, I overbought it. Uh, so don't come tomorrow and come and say nonsense in my house. I over I overdid what you asked for. So give me space. I'm not that kind of in-law that you now come and wake up and suddenly you are calling family meeting without asking for my consent. That's not my kind of in-law. I didn't beg you for Gary. I didn't beg you for Oye. I didn't beg you. If you are calling for meeting, you need my consent. I didn't come broke. I came prepared. I went when I was getting married. I drove my car there. I didn't. No, I drove my car. Yeah, I drove my car. If I got married, I was having a plot of land. Yeah, it wasn't. A, I was having a plot of land, so it wasn't a one listing. Listen, you are a young man here. You must not, not don't carry somebody's daughter when you can build a life. Carry somebody's daughter. Oh, let's suffer together. Listen. Listen, 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 listen. Everybody must not suffer. And it happened to be my wife was not born into a suffering family. It's not like you were having everything. But my wife was pampered from, from, from childbirth. She was pampered. Me, I wasn't born into a pampered family. 
we, we soak Gary, we soak it. You know, I don't soak Gary anymore because the Gary I was supposed to soak yesterday, today, and the future, I've soaked it. I don't like Gary. I don't like head of fish because there were times we would cook soup. The only meat and the fish in that soup is head of fish. The stew, we prepare stew. The only protein in that stew is head of fish. In fact, we go to the market. There were people who cook restaurants, all right? So when they, they want to cook, they buy fish and they remove the head. They only use the fleshy part to cook. So they remove the head and they leave the head with the fish seller. So we go to buy only the head of fish. All right? And I'm not talking of uh, 50 pesos, 50 naira head of fish. We buy only the head of fish. That's what we use inside the soup or the stew. And chew it like that. So that's where I came from. My wife didn't come from such place. We were talking some time ago, earlier this year, or late last, late last year. I was telling her how we used to cut toothpaste and uh, cut it, put brush and scrub it. I saw her face was looking some way. I was telling her how we used salt to brush. We were like salt. Why? I said, that's, I said, you're asking why? I said, oh, butter. it's not your fault. She was like, why? You used salt to go and brush it. Like, how? Why? I said, amazing. Amazing. The mother is civil servant. The father is civil servant. So, yours is good. I was not born like that. So I have to work for my life. So imagine you now marry such person who was pampered and you are now coming to carry the person into drinking Gary. Listen, listen. A young, young man, we must analyze our size and marry your size. All right? I know you have a future. I know. And a girl that used cream, a girl that used cream, her body cream is 500 Ghana cities. It's who you want to go and her body cream is 500 Ghana and your income is 1000 Ghana. That's already half of your income is the person you are falling in love with. Are you not seeing that you are not wise? You want to die. You want to die. Body cream is 500. Her set of deodorant, the roll-on she used and all of that. I'm not saying ladies should go and live extravagant and all of that. No. It's not your size. Alright? This one is not your size. So, either both of you will have an understanding or you let her be. Don't say she's proud. No, she's not proud. It's her level. You met a girl who was living in a three-bedroom house and you, you were squatting. And Humility will not allow you, okay, let's move in together and start to build a life. You're asking the girl, you have to re relinquish that three-bedroom. Let's go and live in a single bedroom. I don't want a single room. I don't want us to uh, start there. We have to go. Boss, this is not your size. You met a girl who is driving a nice car and you were trekking. And listen, this is not your size. Two things. Either both of you come down, there are ladies who are understanding. Okay, I have a car. You don't have a car. No problem. We can get married, and the lady have seen you have a future. I can let you be using my car while we work things out. My pastor's wife told, told us she bought the first car my pastor was driving. She was richer. She had plots of land before they got married. She had money. In fact, the car they used for the wedding, she bought it. But today, my pastor is way richer than the wife. Way richer than the wife. She bought the first car they used out of the 80. 
and gave it to him. She never acted. So ladies also, if you are in such situation where you know you are more privileged, you are better, don't make the man look stupid. Bring yourself down and let the thing work. All right? Sometimes when we begin to set too much standard, we end up creating delay in our life. Don't forget, you must see that the person has a walking vision. All right? Yeah. He's a good man. He's a good man. Right now, he has bought his wife cars. There's no property he buys, and the name of the wife is not. There are stupid men I know. There are men, the moment their life gets better, and that's it. All right? So that is why it is your duty now to apply wisdom in establishing a proper relationship. All right? Establish a proper... So you must check out for these things. Check out for the arrogance. Check out for... But listen, in general, listen, shoe has size. Shoe has size. You are a young guy. You see a lady. What she uses iPhone. The latest one. How we want is the latest Brazilian hair or human hair. Her shoe is a, a Versace original one. Her wristwatch is a, a Cartier watch. It's not fake. Original. Sold over $10,000. And you, your income is 10,000 Ghana cities. And you tell her, I love you, Charlie. I love your confidence. As you are loving the girl, me, I love your confidence. Sure. I love your confidence. Because all I'm seeing, all I'm seeing, all I'm seeing is a guy that will soon get depressed very soon. A guy, there are very few ladies in such situation or in such level who are going to bring themselves down to say, as though I, even though I'm rich, I'm going, to, I'm going to allow you to lead the family. There are very few. I'm telling you the truth. Hmm? Adam was feeding the house from the beginning of the world. There was no problem. The only one time Eve fed the family, there was problem. See, now there's still problem. So as a man, work hard though. I'm not saying we, there are no women who, can, who help the family, help the husband. That's what I'm saying. Get the balance. I don't believe a woman should carry the load of the family. So anytime I see a man who is saying, my wife is not bringing money, I, I just see a, a baby talking. All I see is a pampas adult talking. That's what I'm seeing. Some will say, ah, because um, you have been privileged to get it. But that, no, that's, that's not the issue. That's not the issue. The duty a man is to bear responsibility, feed the house, pay the bills. That is how it has been structured from the beginning. Pay the bills. Your wife is called a helper, not the burden bearer. So why are you shifting burden and shifting blames? My friend, wake up. It's not my fault. I'm trying. It's not working. Go to God in prayer. Fight what is fighting you. Don't come and start looking for one excuse and all of that. I made up my mind. One reason why I didn't get married early, I grew up seeing in my family, I traced, traced, traced and saw that the women were the ones feeding the men. The men start out quite all right doing well. Suddenly, things will begin to go bad. And the women, I saw it in my uncles. I saw it in my grandfather. I saw it in my father. I made up my mind. All through, I dated my wife. Even to borrow money for her from her was a problem for me. I don't want. I don't want. I better be. No, 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 no. I, I fought it. I didn't want. I didn't want a repetition. So most of it, I'm praying. No, I'm praying. No. While you are praying, you must also be principled. I made up my mind to work hard. I made up my mind. I told her, see, this is the reason why 
if I need money and you bring, I don't want to take. Where I come from, look at what I've discovered. I'm not interested. It's not because I don't want you to support me, but I don't want your support right now. I want to see that I can be able to care for you and myself before I start talking about marriage. So I made up my mind personally to make sure that I fixed it. And I fixed it, I'm fixing it until there is no trace backward. So don't be a man and be acting like a baby and, uh, oh, my wife does not want to support. My wife does not want to. My wife is not, she's not paying the lights bill. She's not paying the house rent. She's not, that's your duty. If she comes to support, glory to God. You should be happy trusting God to a point where you just tell your wife, stop working, stay home, be caring for the kids and putting you on salary. If you want to just go to school or do other things, but just stay home. I'll put you on salary. I'll be paying you. But instead, no, you are looking for how to. Yeah, I'm looking for how my wife is going. I've told her, go and look for a business. Bring me a proposal. I want you to have time to take care of kids. Look for a good business. Get me a proposal and sit down, take care of my children for me while you do your business. Not all this carrying injection, pricking people's body for no reason, just injuring people left and right. What kind of this thing is that? 8, 8 to 8 from 8 a.m. in the morning to 5 p.m. and then my friend stay home and take care of these children but just to help you fulfill your own destiny and goal get a job look for a business somewhere look for a business just get me the bill that's a, that's how a man talks give me the bill give me the bill give me the bill may God give you that kind of husband give me the bill give me the bill that's how real men talk my wife knows that's how I talk. Get, just get me the bill. Don't, don't be telling me story. Just bring the bill. 